Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And hi again, everybody. Welcome back to this edition of Sports Talk. Doug Miles and Don Henderson with you as we do our spring training report right now as that got underway last week with the workouts and the games started this past weekend. And particularly we focus on the team that well, the teams in our area in Sarasota, Bradenton, particularly the Baltimore Orioles at Ed Smith Stadium. And Don, I know you had a chance to go over to Ed Smith the other day, get the credentials and kind of walk around or at least see a little bit of what's going on. But uh, Orioles are off to a pretty good start in spring training. Uh, they've won three games, only lost one. Very good. They got away uh, really a, what was a perfect day, first of all, let me say that, on Saturday. And they got a, a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning uh, to win a 4-3. to three. And then, uh, of course, they had the split squash game yesterday, and they won one and lost one. So uh, you're, you're right. They're 3-1 and one right now. And uh, – Again, they have an outstanding young team. They won 101 games last year. And all you do is hope that the uh, young players don't get uh, hampered by that sophomore jinx that they come back and play the same kind of baseball this year during the course of the season they played last year when they got the 101 wins. And hope with Barnes coming in uh, to lead the pitching staff, the move they made for Milwaukee, that uh, they're, they're in the right position to challenge the Yankees and go right at it. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the years, uh, last few years we were covering the team, uh, you know, they were pretty bad, let's be honest. Buck Showalter was there. He, he made a little bit of progress, but, they, you know, they were not very good. They didn't have a lot of talent. And, then, of course, they got rid of him, brought in Brandon Hyde, and he had a couple of rough years, uh, particularly as a new manager, uh, never managed before. But I tell you, it all came together last year. They did lose in the playoffs right away. They didn't uh, advance but uh, the Baltimore fans now uh, have a lot of high expectations. That often uh, uh, is a tough thing to come back from. Like you said, they won over 100 games. How do you match that or even beat that this year? Very tough to do that. You've got to just get in the playoffs this year and hope uh, that experience last year uh, carries over and you can advance a little bit. Well, they got the two new owners, so obviously there's a lot of uh, Anticipation there. They're also right. saying that uh, with the new ownership, they're going to spend some money, something they didn't do before. They did a great job of uh, scouting and recruiting the players that came up last year. They had, I think, at the beginning of the season, uh, or the beginning of spring training, I should say, not the season, they had eight or ten players that were either number one or number two or in the top ten of players to come into the major leagues. And, of course, Henderson was one. He won the Rookie of the Year. Uh, so they've got a, a great nucleus just down below that if they don't make it this year, they're going to be on the parent club next year. And so they got a lot of talent there, maybe more talent than the other team, ready to surface right now. And it surfaced a little bit last year with 101 wins, definitely. 
Tell you, that whole ownership change was really almost a surprise. I'm, I'm sure people maybe in the organization knew what was going on or had inklings. But I tell you, that was kind of all of a sudden uh, the Angelos family. Uh, apparently, uh, the father obviously had not been doing well health-wise. The son had been running the team the last few years. But all of a sudden, they sold their, uh, I guess, all of it. I'm not sure if they have any interest left in it at all. But the majority owners now, uh, big money guys from uh, what I've read, and uh, they say they're going to spend some money. So that can only be good news if you're an yeah. Oriole fan. Yeah, they're right there in Baltimore. They're, uh, you know, they're not outsiders. They're Baltimore. And I think, I think I said this to you the last time we did the show. I mean, I think they got a great deal. I mean, you look at what you know the teams are going for right now. Yeah. And uh, way up there in the numbers. And I thought they got a great deal. I think it was what three seven five something I like that. I think it was one point seven five billion, which sounds like it I mean, it's a lot of money, but compared to other teams, it's like you said, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought it was a little more than that, but anyway, it doesn't make any difference. Or whatever it was, it was to me, it just seemed to me like uh, that's one of the deals you'd like like to be a part of if you had uh, you know five percent or eight percent or something like that. If you want to be a partial owner. Uh, and uh, and get into the baseball wars, uh, I would have thought Baltimore would have been a great buy. Here it is. I just looked it up. One point seven two five billion. That's the uh, there you are. That's You're... the price. And then uh, they actually signed a new lease agreement. There was some talk that uh, the Orioles and Camden Yards, which really was one of those first of the new modern old style ballparks. Uh, they'd have to either move or refurbish it, but uh, they just signed a lease to stay there another 30 years. Yep, and they're going to uh, spend a lot of money on the ballpark to refurbish it. They, they realized that when they got in, as they were going to have to do a lot with the ballpark. A lot's going to be done uh, over the next year or two years, and uh, so people are very happy about that. And they also brought a new broadcast crew in, which I have to be very honest with you, the lead broadcaster radio uh, is going to be from uh, Toronto. Toronto, right? And uh, I wasn't, yeah, I'm not uh, not familiar with him. I'll meet him when we get, get over there a couple more days. I'll get a chance to meet him, but uh, uh, just somebody that I was unfamiliar with. It came from the Toronto Blue Jays. Apparently, they uh, made a change at the end of last year, and uh, I think. The son of the guy who does the Blue Jays. I just read this uh, not too long ago. Dan Schulman, his son, got the job. So a little, a little nepotism up there. That's why this guy got the boot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Ben John. Well, think, let me look it up. Make sure Ben Wagner's his name. So he had been yeah, with the always uh, the Blue Jays for what uh, six years. Before that, he was doing the Blue Jays minor league team in Buffalo. Well, let me say it's a. There's, there's always some little connection there, and uh, but anyway, I, as I said, I'm just not familiar with them. We obviously can't hear many of the uh, Toronto broadcasts unless you were on the on the baseball channel or something like that. But I just haven't really uh, heard any of the broadcasts up in Toronto, so I can't say. But uh, one, I'll tell you, Toronto, another club that's got to be pretty good. I mean, they got they've got a lot of talent up there, and you need to see whether they can bring that to fruition because. I don't know. I'm not so. I'm not convinced the Yankees are quite as good as the Post is making them out to be. I mean, Sosa hit a run yesterday, and uh, went 400 and some feet. Uh, but that's uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I I just don't. I got to see the Yankee pitching stabilize first, and then after they stabilize, I want to see them last out the summer because they uh, 
they have a bunch of pitchers there that have lasted three months, two months, one month, six games. And uh, so I, I want to see what they do before I jump on a, on the Yankee bandwagon. And I think, as I said to you the last time, Boone's got to win this year, I think, or they've got to make a lot of changes. Yeah, there was a lot of thought last year, you know, coming, uh, what, August, when the Yankees were pretty much out of it, that uh, that was going to be it for him. But uh, I guess he had another year or two left in his contract, so uh, they brought him back. Uh, you always wonder, you know, why he would want to come back. I mean, it's just so much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he gets paid a ton of money, well, but uh, I think the thought was he's had enough. He can go take a year off and go somewhere else to manage, but it's going to be one more year, right? At least. Well, yeah, as you said, he has one more year on his contract. Uh, I think that was a, a, a plus for him. And I also think that uh, Mr. Steinbrenner uh, has been very loyal to Cashman, has been very loyal to Boone, and uh, I think that had a lot to do with it as well. And they were going to give him a shot to turn it around this year and prove that he should stay as Yankee manager. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Yankees... Uh, historically, they do not, like most teams do, if a manager is down or GM is down to one year left in their deal, they extend it a, a year or two just so they're not in that you know, right. final year. The Yankees don't do that. They let the contracts run out <laughs> before they well, sign they, in. They, they, did it with, they, did it with, they did it with Joe Torrey. And uh, so, you know, a little bit of a, a controversy at the end of Torrey's contract, a yep. little bit of a controversy before Boone came in. And then, of course, uh, Joe went down to Philadelphia and managed there, and that didn't work out very well. But the Yankees fought a bag. He's going to be part of the broadcast team this year. I read that. Yeah, he's going to go back in the book. Is it with the Yankees or, or with the Cubs? I thought it was yeah. with the Cubs. No, with the – oh, I thought it was with the Yankees. Yeah, let me check. I may I be wrong. It, let me check real quick. I believe it was the Cubs. Let me see where he's going. But I knew he was going back to the booth here. Oh, you're right. No, you're yeah. right. My fault. Yeah, the Joe Girardi joined Yes Network, Yankees analyst. You're right. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought it was, and he, uh, I'll tell you, I, I thought Joe did a great job when he was, when he left Miami and went in the booth in, in Yankee Stadium, and and uh, then he went from the booth down on the field. I thought he did a great job as a manager. He just didn't win a, a World Series, and uh, but they finished very strongly every year that he was managing there, and then it was very controversial again, like it was with Joe Torrey at the end, where they got to rehire him, where they, you know, they just held him dangled him on a string there for a long time before they finally at the end of the year after a period of time let him go i was surprised the way they did it actually yeah he was with the cubs the last two years on their tv side so uh, he's coming from the cubs to the yankees okay i thought i'd read that so he did the cubs for the last couple of years <laughs> tv analyst yeah it is a matter whose uh legacy if you want to call that that's a, i don't like that word but uh boy it just unbelievably tarnished uh with that Philadelphia Phillies, the job just didn't work out, and now people don't even think of Joe Girardi as like a, you know a great manager that uh, you'd want now. Maybe not fair, but uh, remember he was the big guy after Miami. They let him go, even though they had a winning record. Went to the Yankees, did well, but goes to Philadelphia, and uh, now he's uh, you know have to go to the broadcast booth. You're exactly right, and in Chicago, of course, he's a Chicagoan and went to Northwestern to college and. Uh, uh, was an outstanding player there as well. So he has, uh, you know, real footing in Chicago, in the Chicago area. So, uh, and then you said, into the booth in Chicago, which is not a surprise. And then uh, I was a little bit surprised that he went back to the Yankees and he uh, yeah. he agreed to go back to the S Network. So we'll see what happens there. 
Yeah, I think he'd like to get one more shot. I'm not sure he's going to get it. Uh, it would be a team that uh, you're not going to go get what on a winning team. I think if he gets another shot, it'll be a team that uh, you know is not doing too well and, and they decide to bring him in, hope for the best. Right? I don't think he's a guy that's going to get the top job if anything opens up. Well, I think the problem is that, uh, in my view, if, if I'm Joe Girardi at his age and with his background. If I'm Joe Jordy, I'm not going to take a job with a team that doesn't have a no, chance to win anything. No, he doesn't want that. No, right. No, no he, he doesn't want that. And, of course, he had, he had a just a bad break in Philadelphia because not only that, but, you know, they went on to – Thompson went on to take him to the uh, World, World Series, Series and playoffs. Made, and made it look worse. Two years in a <laughs> – yeah, two years in a row. And, and that, yeah, I, you know, I, it was very comparable to what happened – to Jeff Torborg in Miami. Right. If you remember, Jeff Torborg was fired in the middle of the season. They weren't doing well. Everybody was upset. And uh, they brought Trader Joe in. And, uh, and uh, he turned the whole thing around, won the World Series. Oh, exactly the same thing that happened. Yeah, Jack, Jack right. and Tom, Trader Jack, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Trader Jack. And, and, and just the exact opposite with, with uh, what happened uh, with Thompson. I mean, he got out of the World Series, but they didn't win. And in, in McKean's uh, situation, he took over to the World Series and he did win. So it was a, and then he he bailed out. So you never know. But I, have, if you're a manager, if you have the you know the background that Joe Girardi has, I don't think you're going to take the team that you know doesn't have a real good chance to win. No. Now I'm a little surprised uh, nobody uh, uh, picked up Joe Madden. I, th- I think I think he's got one more job left in him. I mean, uh, Dusty Baker, he's older. He's still managing. He got the job older than Joe is now, I believe, uh, with the Astros. I, I thought Joe uh, Madden might get the shot this year. Maybe he'll, maybe next year, or maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, they, no, he does. He, he wrote a, uh, he wrote a book, yeah. I think, and yeah, he wrote a book. And and Vaughn was really his uh, his publicist, the old yeah, PR Vaughan, director for the, with the Rays, the former Rays Rick, PR guy, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so he did a lot of. of uh, uh, interviews and so forth and so on, but uh, he really wasn't uh, in demand when it came to that. There was a lot of openings this year, but he just never was uh, one that got the got the call. And the Angels, I mean, no matter who goes there, you know, Casey Stengel could come back to life and go there. It wouldn't work. It just doesn't <laughs> seem like nothing works there. I mean, they had the two best players That's... in baseball. Not anymore. Otani left. They still have Trout, but you know, they can't win with them. So. I yeah, Trout made a. He had a press conference on Saturday and uh, covered by AP and and all all the networks and so forth, saying that uh, he's 32 years old and that he wants to remain with the Angels. Uh, he comes back to Philadelphia. He's a, a not he doesn't live in Philadelphia. He lives in South Jersey. Uh, in the wintertime, he's a big Eagle fan. He comes to a lot of the Eagle games. Right. But he said that uh, he wants his career to continue with Los Angeles, with the Angels, and he wants to stay there and. and finished career there that uh, he thinks he can have a without staying away from injuries, which he had none the last three years. If he could stay away from injuries, he thinks he can win another MPP. Yeah, I guess he has an opportunity. He can go somewhere else if he wants. He's got the no trade clause, but, uh, but if he wanted to, he could, but he, like you said, he doesn't uh, have no really ambition to go anywhere else. Does he? That's exactly what he said. Uh, you know, he said, I could probably force a trade or like, uh, you know, so many other players and say, I want to be traded. I want to do this. He said, I don't want to do that. He said, oh, yeah, 32 years old. I played here in Los Angeles and this is where I'm going to play. I don't want to go anywhere else. 
I just want to be healthy and, and be a, a major contributor to see if I can't get this team in the playoffs. Speaking of managers again, the Angels hired uh, Ron Washington, who had been out of baseball for quite a few years after doing a pretty good job with Texas, got to the World Series twice, didn't win it, and uh, had some personal problems, apparently. Uh, I'm not sure substance abuse him, and he talked about it, but I think he was with the Braves organization as a bench coach for a while, but uh, he's actually older than Joe Madden, and uh, he's the manager of the Angels now. So we'll see how he does. Yeah, he actually was. You're right with the Braves, and uh, he did have that uh, the personal problems with Texas. He had done a pretty good job there, and unfortunately, uh, just made a a pretty serious mistake. And he got out of then the Braves gave him a chance to come back, and now he's with the Angels. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's kind of what's going on in the world of uh, spring training baseball. Obviously. Uh, uh, the games, you know, if you, you want to win a game, you play, but it really doesn't matter much, well, you know, how much or how many games you win in that. You're really just trying to get your pitchers ready, right? You don't put the pitchers out for too many That's innings it. at the beginning. Yep. It's nice to say you won the games, but uh, that doesn't do you any good when the page starts and the season opens up. What you do during spring training doesn't make it on. You just got to get your players ready and come out of spring training healthy and have a uh, a unit that you know is going to be with you for. 90% of the year, always going to have to go back and forth, bringing minor league players up and down and so forth. But I'll tell you, there's so many teams in the last couple of years that have so many injuries, not only the pitchers, but the regular players. And uh, they have to dip down in triple A AAA or double A and bring, uh, you know, a number of players up and try to keep your focus and keep your team winning and keep your team in the race. And it's, it's hard to do. Yep. It seems like... Uh... Pitchers just can't go more than, uh, well, they can't go a full season anymore. <laughs> you don't see that much anymore where a pitcher isn't on the DL for a while, right? Just uh, Everybody's trying to throw well, through a brick said, wall so they hurt their arms. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said the other day uh, when they were talking, you know, when you start to look down at the Hall of Fame, and you're not going to because they only, they, they only, you know, when Steve Carlton was pitching or Robin Roberts, you know, they, they had 40 starts 38 oh, starts fourth day. a season yeah. Right. yeah yeah and these, these guys you know they pitch six innings <laughs> so uh, it's going to be very very tough to pick uh, you know hall of famers based on what the record's going to be from i would say two years ago from here on out because every team does the same thing they take their pictures out pretty quickly and it's going to be interesting to see whether they get one or two that stay for the long haul say at least seven innings or eight innings to build up some kind of a, you know, a, a personal record of not having to leave the game in the fourth or fifth or sixth inning or at 90 pitches or 85 pitches or whatever it may be. Yeah. And it's, that's too bad. We'll wrap up uh, just a little basketball talk. Of course, uh, I have a, uh, an interest in I went to USF, so my alma mater in basketball doing pretty well, Don. I just saw it today as we uh, talk on a Monday, the 26th of February. They uh, actually are 25th in the country. First time they've ever been ranked uh, number 25. I'm talking about South Florida. And uh, they are, uh, have won 13 in a row, and they are well in front. Actually, they have locked it up, the American Athletic Conference. So uh, they're going to be number one seed. Yeah, I just don't uh, – I don't know who the new coach is. You mentioned that he came in just before the season started. And as uh, you also said when we were chatting, uh, I wasn't that familiar with the record back through the years. I mean, you and I have covered their football more so than their basketball. Right. 
but uh, you know we cover, we cover Florida State or we cover Florida, but very seldom do we talk much about you know USF and the basketball or football range as far as winning. So whoever this fellow is, and I don't know who it is, but he must be doing a heck of a job. He must have brought some pretty talented players in. Yeah, they, uh, Brian Gregory was their coach, long time, about six, seven years. They got rid of him last year. They brought in uh, uh, Amir Abdurrahim. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He was a coach at Kennesaw State, not exactly a basketball powerhouse, but uh, <laughs> they brought him in, and uh, they actually did a good job with Kennesaw State. He took them to uh, the tournament uh I guess the last year he was there. So uh, here's a guy I think uh, right now USF better find some money because some other school is going to uh, poach uh, old coach Raheem uh, just for the great job. One-year turnaround for the Bulls. Well, that's a, it's amazing that he uh, was able to do that, and uh, I wish him all the luck in the world. I mean, uh, every once in a while you get a team that just all of a sudden blossoms, and, you know, he must have had some talented players there, but he must have brought a few in with him, and, I'll tell you, the way sports are being run now, uh, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, I mean, you look at the, what, what the big coaches around the country, Alabama coach leaves because of, and uh, Kelly leaves at LSU. He just he moves from Notre Dame to LSU for the big contract. And I, I'm going to say I don't know the exact number of years, but I think it was around nine or ten years. Right, the contract, contract yeah. was a, Yeah, it was a huge contract. He stayed two. We saw him uh, here uh, at the bowl in uh, in Tampa uh, for his last game, and uh, he he put it on the line. He said one of the players come in and said, "I need a hundred thousand dollars, or I'm going to transfer." And he said, "Where do you think I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollars?" <laughs> and and instead of him transferring, <laughs> Kelly Kelly went to the end or to the uh, NFL. So that's the way it is now, boy. I'll tell you that not not good. And the story they had just the other day in the paper announced Congress is going to have to make some kind of a ruling because what they've done now, they've just messed up all of college football and basketball. No question about it. I don't see how you can go back now, though. I mean, that's what uh, you know they want the players. Uh, they keep saying, well, pay the players. Well, they, they're paying the players, but now the coaches, uh, really, uh, you get one season with a player now. It doesn't matter. You can't give them a four-year scholarship. They go on the transfer portal if the team stinks. And uh, they're well, gone. that's the thing. The portals, the portals killing them. I yeah. mean, you know, they, they come to the end of the season and they say, "Look, I'm leaving. I'm going to another team." Well, what kind of uh, what kind of teams can you build? You can't if your star players are going to jump out the door and go to take the portal and go someplace else. You can't do it. I mean, you're basically doing the free agent uh, recruiting now. Who's yeah. the best players on the portal? Exactly. You're free agent recruiting now. Yeah. 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 Well. I would have put the coach of Colorado in charge of everything. He, he could straighten it right out. He did such a good job. I, I tell you, that first three games was fun, but, boy, it <laughs> fell apart, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got one more year left. Once the kid, the two sons graduate, I don't think he's going to stay. Why would he want to stay? <laughs> we'll, we'll see what he does this year. He got, he got a lot of great publicity in his first three games. He won both of or all three of them actually were uh, he was an underdog. Oh yeah, and and won all three, and then from there he went uh, right downhill. Yeah, they they, and, they uh, won one more game, which was basically a you know a patsy game at the end toward the end of the season, and then uh, yeah they did nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And the other thing was that uh, you know he he goes in and he said, well we're going to replace all these. Yeah, well uh, we have sixty eight players on this uh, 
football team. We're, we're going to replace them all. <laughs> I saw that when yeah. they, they did a video. I guess he's got a son who videotapes everything, and he said, uh, yeah, you all better check out the transfer portal. That was his first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't think I'd want to be – I don't think I'd want my son to be a part of that uh, – organization no no unless you're the coach's son but yeah if, if you're not the coach's son forget it <laughs> you're not safe. but anyway we have a little uh, go around to what's going on in uh, baseball and a little bit of basketball but don i know you're going to probably head out uh, later this week uh, when the uh, uh yankees come in i believe saturday uh, see them right yeah we got uh, got a few games got a couple of switchboard games and uh, so i'll get over there uh I'll get over there tomorrow. I can't go Wednesday, but I will get there tomorrow. Unless it's uh, I haven't got the schedule in front of me, but they have a number of games that are 6 o'clock at night. So uh, that Wednesday might be a 6 o'clock game, but I'm not sure. I have to look at the schedule. Yeah. And, again, uh, I'm uh, kind of helping a, a relative out out here in Arizona, so I won't be able to get to any of the spring training games. I will get back sometime in April, uh, to, so we'll see you then. But uh, you've got to be my eyes there for a while. I can only read about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, get on back here now that it's warm and the sun shines out. There. You didn't miss anything in January and February, I'll tell you that. No, no. Well, the weather's pretty much the same out here. Well, I'm in, uh, for those not aware, I'm in Don's old neck of the woods when he uh, uh, went to spring training, right? Uh, long time ago here in Tucson, Arizona. Right. They're asking about you still, Don. I go around and say, Don, where's Don Henderson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me, sitting here in wonderful, beautiful Sarasota, but I just also wanted to mention that Kucherov got 102 points now, and uh, what, a, what a job he's doing this year for, for the Lightning. I don't know whether they're going to be lucky enough to, uh, they'll be in the playoffs, whether they'll be lucky enough to go all the way. But uh, the Rangers won 10 in a row, which tied a, a record for three times in, a, uh, in their history that they've won 10 in a row, but they lost the last one last night to break the string. Right. But Kucherov has done a terrific job so far. for, uh, And Vasilevsky didn't even play uh, uh, in that game. He, he was still on the bench. But uh, he's, he's playing great since he came back from his uh, sideburn on the sideline. So... We'll get a little bit of all in there, and we'll get back to it. We'll do another show uh, what, a few, few days and see if we can't touch on a couple of things. Yeah, the only thing about the Rangers, though, a few years ago, they did the same thing. Had a great regular season. I think they won, uh, had the most points, and then they lost in the first round. So as a Ranger, growing up a Ranger fan, <laughs> you can't be too excited <laughs> about a regular season yet. No, and, and, Bo and Boston is still Boston, whether the Bruins or whether the Celtics. Uh, uh, both teams are uh, very, very tough to beat. And especially in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't get any special. Uh, you get a home field ice advantage, but you don't get any buys for winning your uh, you know most points. So it doesn't really help you that much. Exactly. <laughs> Don, exactly. always good to talk to you, and uh, we'll do it again. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... 
everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.